Hello, and thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's just my everything. It's that Eric Delilah. What's going on, Phil? Uh, well, in times like these, Eric, uh, you need uh, your every, you know, your people closest to you. Yep. You got to rally together to get through tough times like this. Very tough times. That's why we're together here at Breckenridge Brewery. At the farm home. At the farm home. We're here every Monday. We're breaking down Broncos games uh, from about 5.30 to until uh, 6.15, Eric. Send in your questions. We're live on the Broncos YouTube page. We'll answer them right here. I'm sure there's a lot of questions after the Broncos' 17-10 loss against the Tennessee Titans. I guess let's start uh, here, Eric, where... The build-up to this game, we heard from Russell Wilson. He said that this team needs to have a playoff mentality yep. going into it. It sort of felt like maybe the Broncos were at a tipping point in their season where a win, they could go on a little bit of a run, a loss. Now we're wondering, where is this Broncos team right now? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it did feel like a playoff game there toward the end and just in terms of the, the stakes. Um, it was a defensive battle for most of the game. Uh, and then the Broncos needed to find a way to win that football game. And unfortunately, Phil uh, came up just short. I, I, of course, was in the press box. You were back here in Denver hosting Broncos postgame live. Yes, I was. It was hard for me to tell in that moment. Things go a little bit quickly. Hard for me to tell from that angle just how open Cortland Sutton was. On the fourth down and On eight. that fourth down play. And if Russell Wilson's able to get there or get the ball to him, you know, he's hit as he throws. If he was able to get the ball to Cortland Sutton, the Broncos probably get one more shot at the end zone. Uh, who knows what happens, but that didn't come to be. And the Broncos uh, now are sitting at three and six, Phil. Their playoff chances, I believe, are 4%. That's less than this uh, beer we're drinking here. <laughs> we need the beer today. That's true. Yeah. I will say, Eric, uh, it did seem like after the Titans scored the touchdown on the flea flicker, it seemed like uh, the entire game changed where the Broncos were just down 14 to 10 at that point, but it felt like a much larger margin. And even at the end there, the Broncos were moving the ball on that final drive. I mean, Russ escaped from the pocket on that first fourth down, made a nice play there, hit Melvin Gordon for a huge play. I mean, they were moving the ball, Corlin Sutton. Uh, I mean, they were getting things going, but it still felt like it was going to take a lot to actually score a touchdown. And that's just how that game was going for the Broncos. If you take away the Jalen Virgil 66-yard touchdown, there really wasn't any rhythm on the offensive side of the ball. There wasn't any just consistency where it felt like they were moving the ball. There was a lot of punting. I mean, it just felt like for them to get that ball and drive all the way down the field at the end of the game, that was like would be a monumental task. And I know Russell Wilson post game said, "Hey, I got the guys in the huddle. We all were believing. I, uh, you know, I reassured them like, hey, we're gonna do this. Of course, the Broncos did not do it. And now you're just sort of wondering like, why are the same issues kind of occurring for this Broncos team, game after game after game? Uh, I know that the coaching staff is sick of talking about the same issues, but each of these games is following a very similar script. Yeah, and any progress they're making is being uh, eliminated or destroyed by other issues. You know, any progress or momentum you could have taken from that win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, well, you build a game plan around K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy, presumably. K.J. Hamler gets hurt on Wednesday, so you've got some time to, to move things away from him. 
Jerry Judy gets hurt on the very first offensive snap of the game, and now it's like, okay, well, we're without two of our biggest weapons. The offensive line actually played pretty well in the first half, Phil. I thought the Broncos came out throwing the ball early from their own end zone, and the offensive line gave Russell Wilson plenty of time. He's only sacked once in the first half, and then, boom, Billy Turner goes out. Graham Glasgow goes out. You can't really even execute a snap exchange properly at times as you're trying to come back from this deficit. And so it just seems like it's one step forward, two steps back sometimes with the issues. And, you know, injuries are not an excuse because the Broncos, no matter what, should be better than 32nd in the league in scoring, Phil. But it does feel like anytime they get a little bit of momentum here, they're losing another key player where – you're down to your by the end of that game you had your top wide receiver left but then it was like wide receiver five wide receiver six or seven um you know Quinn Bailey is playing tackle he's a guy who had not played this season and had I think four games of NFL experience in his career it just you're at a place now where you're trying to find solutions but it's not easy because the talent level has now gotten to a point where You've almost got to be perfect in what you're doing, and clearly the Broncos are not perfect in what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the injuries, I mean, it is really – it's out of control at this point. I mean, it just seems like what could go wrong from an injury standpoint has gone wrong. You think about the weapons that uh, Russell Wilson had uh, during training camp. Tim Patrick, gone for the season. KJ Hamler, unavailable for this game. Jerry Judy, you mentioned, goes down. All of a sudden, instead of those guys, you're talking about Cortland Sutton, you're talking about Greg Dulcich, and then a lot of guys who really weren't supposed to be primary targets. And uh, you heard Nathaniel Hackett really credit Kendall Hinton because all week long, Kendall Hinton's getting ready to play a different position. He has to miss some practice time of his own, and then now he's asked to play a different spot in the middle of the game. So that's what the Broncos were dealing with there. But I think you you said it good there where, yeah, all these injuries have happened, but they should be scoring more than 14 points a game. And you just have to sort of uh, look into things and say, why, uh, what is going on here? Like, why are there so many false start penalties? Why uh, do they talk all week long about third and long being a priority, about eliminating that? Then they get into the game and it's boom. It seems like every third down was really long, you know, and staying on the field was not was not possible. So, whatever is going on right now, it's not working. Uh, one of well, you want to comment? Well, on I just want I want to chime in on the offense just real quick. The Chargers have been without Keenan Allen and Mike yeah, Williams here for several weeks. Like They're still finding ways to. Obviously, they lost last night to the 49ers, but they've still found a way to win football games. Other teams are dealing with injuries. Um, so the Broncos are not alone in this, and so it's not a purely an you know, a Bronco-specific problem. I will say in terms of staying on the field, it feels like sometimes, you know, yesterday there were plays where Russ held the ball and tried to make something happen down the field, and there was a question of, oh, well, well, can you make a quicker throw? Can you make a shorter play? It feels like right now the Broncos don't, or Russ and maybe the whole offense, doesn't feel like they have the ability to string these long drives together because you're right, there could be a penalty, there could be a negative play, there could be a mental error. And so it almost feels like Russ is thinking, hey, I've got to find a 60-yard touchdown or else we might not score at all. Yeah. And so, you know, people are like, oh, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. He's trying to make something happen in a way that he knows how to do it and has worked well in his career. And so, you know, I don't fault him for trying to run around and make a play because nothing else has worked. So let's at least try and see if he can make something happen. You look at, like, that fourth down and eight, and, like, yeah, there are play, there were plays to be had there that the Broncos don't, weren't able to execute on. But for some of those sacks – 
if you look at the whole field, there was nowhere to go with the ball. Yeah. There was no separation. And so you hold on to the ball because you're not sure where to go with it. And, you know, it, that's sort of a, a good point there, Eric, is like they couldn't hit anything really deep because there wasn't enough time for Russ to let things develop. There wasn't any separation. So you're like, okay, let's try and hit some short stuff. That wasn't really working. I mean, the, the running game really hasn't been there uh, consistently for the Broncos all season long. Uh, maybe they could have gone a little more up-tempo, but then you're talking about, you know, uh, especially there at the end of the game, Luke Wattenberg coming into the season, the third-string center. Just the simple snap there was a, sort of a task for the Broncos. Going up-tempo at the end, not really an option. I mean, it just seemed like whatever they were trying, it just wasn't working. No, and even some of the plays that were positive, Russ was like about to get sacked and bounced off a guy and made a play. Like it, it, yeah. even the successful yeah. plays were kind of like, how did that happen? Corlin Sutton makes a nice <laughs> catch, but he's falling down and has to yeah. stab One the ball handed. out of the sky. It's like it wasn't quite Justin Jefferson. No, but it, was, it wasn't. It was nice though. I thought that it was, was a nice. heck of a catch. But I would just say, and it's. You know, if there was one thing I thought coming into this season, Phil, and Nathaniel Hackett said this today, that this looks nothing like what they expected it would look yeah, like on offense. That was but an honest moment, huh? I, I thought that at the very least this, you know, and we talked about, hey, can the defense keep up with the offense before the season? That's kind of, yeah. that's where we were. How crazy were we? I at least thought it would not feel so hard at times because if there's something you could say about the Broncos' offense over the last four, five, six years, it's that, it just felt hard. Every first down felt hard. It felt difficult to get. Every had touchdown to perfect, had to be perfect. Yeah, there was no perfect. margin for error. You couldn't hit the deep play. You know, there, there was no uh, explosives in the offense, and it just felt difficult all the time. And you'd watch Kansas City play, or you'd watch the Bills play. you watch these teams, and you say, gosh, it's so easy for them to move yeah. up and down the field, the Chargers. And so yeah. I thought at the very least, you know, it might not be perfect. You might not win the division, but at least it's going to look like it's easier. And it's looked just as hard to do these things as it ever has. And that, to me, is probably the most concerning thing is that you look at this and you're like, okay, well, we've tried a lot of different things to fix this. You don't have the talent coming to save you. It, it would be a shock if this just clicks in one week after all this time. And so uh, what can even happen here to make this? I mean, Russell said yeah. we, we've got to get one or two touchdowns more a game. And I think that is the realistic goal now for the Broncos. Can we just find a way to get to 20 points a game and hope that that's enough? When he said that yesterday, Eric, scoring two more touchdowns, I was like, I don't think that they could do that at this point. I mean, if I'm just being real here, I'm like, two more touchdowns. Now you're talking about mid – you're talking well, about talking three about touchdowns and a field goal at that point, right? Yeah. That seems really a lot right well, now. Well, they've done it twice this year. Yeah. It just seems like uh, 10 points yesterday was, like, a really difficult. Well, and I saw a stat yesterday. If the Broncos averaged – or not average, but the Broncos had scored 18 points a game, they would be 8-1 right now. Yeah. 18 points of regulation, because of course yeah, the yeah, yeah. Chargers and Chargers uh, scored another field goal in overtime, but 18 points. Yeah. And obviously things change a little bit, because teams will probably be pushing to go down the field late, you know. Yeah. It's not quite the same, you're not trying to run off the clock, but if you're in that 18-20 to 20 range, you're certainly, Phil, I don't know, 5-4, 6-3, I mean, you're... Yeah. It's just, we're having it's an entirely different. different conversation right now, and we're not asking for greatness. We're not asking for 35 points a game, as you, I think, predicted well, for I the predicted 2020 Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just need – if you just had league average or below league average, you would be at a point where this would be 
a football team that's talking about, hey, can we can we make a push here to challenge the Chiefs, or yeah, how do we make six and three? How do we get the the five seed instead of the six seed? And instead, the Broncos are looking at they can lose one more game the rest of the season if they want a legitimate chance of making the playoffs, and that crazy things happen in the NFL, but the way things are going, it does not feel like that's going to happen. Well, I'll tell you how crazy it is. Uh, tell me. During Ready for Kickoff, our pregame show, Eric, I said I predicted 24-10 for the Broncos, and you're like, 24 points? I mean, that is, that that is how it feels. That is how it feels. Well, I, said, um, I said 14-13. Yeah. They didn't even get there. Close, yeah. Uh, you're closer than me, though. Well... <laughs> Uh, Low if baseline. You, if you look at, well, if you look at just scoring, Eric, the Broncos are the worst on offense and the best on defense. That that is why yesterday was the fifth one-score game the Broncos have lost this season. And you yeah. would think that things would start to, as you like to say, normalize. But it I haven't does said seem that like, in a few weeks. It does seem like uh, I think they are. I think they've normalized. But, Five five losses in these close games. I mean, it does seem like eight of nine games have been one score games. Yeah, and then I think in wins it showed the inability to put away bad teams. Yeah, with your offense. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett said it yesterday. We're up ten nothing. The yeah, offense has to go rolling. and score more points. Yeah, you so, should. Be, yeah, you should be rolling. You should just like say if you make that fourteen nothing on that drive, or you yeah. you come out say it's say it's ten seven at halftime. That was a tough drive, obviously, to give out to give up you come out of the locker room you get the ball first you go back down the field and you score score. it doesn't have to be a touchdown you just score anything now it's 13-7 it's 17-7 and you feel back in command of the game they've got to continue to get away from the running game you've got to make Ryan Tannehill throw the ball I mean you're feeling good and instead of that the Broncos felt we've talked a lot about the red zone struggles for this team they didn't get in the red zone yesterday no I know yeah I mean that wasn't even something we could talk about no, I'm sorry. We could talk about penalties, a lot of penalties still, and then the third down percentage, not good. Four, was it four for 17? That sounds right, that's yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Which so. the Broncos, I think, came into the game at 29%, I believe, which down. was second worst in the NFL. Yeah. Worse than that against the Titans. The Titans yeah. do have a good third down defense. They do. But they, but were, they missing were missing five starters on offense. Or on defense, defense I mean. yeah. So let's uh, get to a couple of commenters here. Okay. Eric, uh, of are course they positive or no? We're live on the Broncos YouTube page. Let's just let's see what's uh, uh, R.I.P.B.K. I don't know. Brennan Crystal. I hope not. I think he's okay. I hope. Not. I hope so. Uh, if you are Hackett, what's one tangible change you would make to the building? Is it people? Is it routine? Uh, what what things could help turn things around? That's from uh, R.I.P.B.K. What if, it's, it's what if it's what if it's what if it's R.I.P.B.K. Parker King. You think that's what it stands for? That would be kind of silly. R-I-P-B-K. I don't know. Could R- it, What if R- it's R-I-P-B-K? R what? R-I-P-B-K. Like what if there's a space somewhere else? It could be, yeah. Yeah, or R. Rhode Island. Yeah, P-B-K. I don't know. There's no space, though, here, so. Oh, well, it's left up to our imagination. Cal Ripken. Yeah, Cal Ripken. Cal, thanks for watching the show. Appreciate it. So what is it, one tangible what's change? What's one thing that you could actually change here? Because we heard from Nathaniel Hackett say, okay, what's something that you've learned here? The Broncos are a little more than halfway through his first season as a head coach. What did he? What has he learned so far? He said that it was how he uses his time. 
you know, of course, a head coach is pulled in a lot of different directions, meets the media four times during the middle of the week and game day. Meets I mean, with you for an hour. Yeah. I mean, we go over the game plan. Yeah, maybe that's a problem. That's probably not time well spent. No. What do you think? What's something he could change, Eric? Is there anything? Uh, I mean, people are going to – obviously, the, the easy thing to say here is play calling, right, and who calls plays. But, you know, it's just tough to say – if that's the right move yeah because that's why he was hired to be the broncos head coach is Correct. because of his play calling ability we've seen him have success before and so you know i, I don't know that it just becomes as easy as hey let's turn the play calling over um and it's I really see- hard you're talking about people here you know what i mean it's not just okay do this these are this is a coaching staff that grinds together you know you want to make a change it's like Fans, I think, just say, "I'll oh, just make a change or something," but like this, this is like a family of coaches that have come together that grind through this. It's a well, and and they too, you know, they they use the wristband. That's new. Yeah, they did. They use the wristband. Um, not quite as effective this week. If you, I believe firmly that if Nathaniel Hackett thought, "Hey, if if I give up play calling, you know, we're going to immediately score twenty five points a game," I, I think he would have done that already. You know, yeah. In Josh McDaniels, well, and who would even call the plays if it wasn't Nathaniel Hackett? Clint Kubiak. That, I think, is probably the next guy in line. But obviously we're not there. But, I mean, you listen to Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas was asked today. They're obviously struggling, too. They're coming in here. You don't want to lose to the 2-7 and seven Raiders. Yeah. He was asked, hey, are you making two wins is the Rockos. I know. You don't want to lose to them again <laughs> at home Yeah. to your former head coach. Yeah. But he was asked about defensive changes, and he said, sometimes, like, changing things for the sake of changing things can make things worse. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I don't know that the Broncos are going to all of a sudden just start being shut out. But there's the Broncos are an, interest, an interesting spot because all of these games, Phil, have been one-score games with the exception of that Raiders game. And so you think, okay, well, are the Broncos, you know, are they one tweak away from winning all those one-score games? Or are they one tweak away from all of a sudden you're just not in one-score games and you're losing by more? And so it's, it's hard to say one way or another. They do need to continue, Phil, I think, to just, I mean, try whatever you need to try. I think it's at the point where somebody has an idea of, hey, maybe this could work or, you know, twist some lineup things around. I mean, all, all those sorts of things I think are on the table because, to me, at this point, it's about, obviously, you want to win this week and you want to get some wins here and you're not technically eliminated yet, so you want to keep playing hard see if you can get on a run here but it's also can you show that this is going to work long term yes you know is there can the broncos get to a point where they're scoring 24 to 20 you know in the mid 20s and you can say okay we lost a bunch of games at the beginning of the year that we wish we would have won the seahawks the colts the chargers this titans game but can you get to a point where you say We've, put, we've turned that corner like the Eagles last year, Phil. Yep. I think they made the playoffs. This will be a great fact check from our friend Ben Swanson fact who's check here. Ben Swanson. But they started 3-6 and six and ended up making the playoffs. I think it was at 9-8 and eight that they made the playoffs. Probably not going to be enough in the AFC this year. But if you could go on a run here and show, hey, we've turned a corner, we've shown that this can work, then maybe next year you're looking at a situation where – you know, you're second, building you're, you're, building you're building on it. On that you run. move forward. You've gone through these growing pains. George Payton has said there are going to be growing pains. You've got to show that you can get to the other side of it. And so, anything that could possibly help you get there, you've got to explore. Our fr- our good friend uh, Metam Bali. Of course. Uh, he says, "Yeah, it could be worse. We could be two and seven. 
That's true. Could be one and eight. Could be zero and nine. Yeah, it could, could always be it worse. Could always be a little bit worse. So that's uh, important to. Uh, Remember there. Betan Bali says uh, weeks ago a commenter here said we should be running something much more spread at the line, which would give Russell uh, several lanes to see through rather than bunching up into a high wall there. What do you think about uh, spreading it out a little bit on the offensive line just so that maybe he could hit some of these throws that are a little more on time, you know, one, two, three, boom. That way he's not facing so much pressure. Well, I mean, easy to say that, but then a one-man breakdown also results in a sack. Um, it's true. You know, the, the Broncos, I think, have had some success at times in these tighter formations with two tight ends. Nathaniel Hackett said today that Russ likes to operate a little bit more out of these three wide sets. That's what he's comfortable running. Um, so that's why you think you've seen that. They need to be better at running the football, which, of course, I think is a little bit easier when you've got those bigger guys, bigger formations on the field and you know also with the spread it's great but you've got to have guys that can create separation and that are you know that you're then connecting with if you don't hit an easy pass on first down and you know we've talked about the easy plays and it seems like the those. titans got some of those um if you don't connect for that easy four yard gain on first down and now you're facing second and ten it's a hard place to come back now from you're behind it uh, yeah it's and so yeah i mean Again, I'm sure they're going to consider everything. Yeah. They have spread it out a lot. They had a formation um, this past game where they went five wide. They had Chase Edmonds in the slot to try to provide a little bit of a different look there. Yeah. Play did not work. Yeah. And so they're finding struggles no matter what they do, and they just have to, you know, you know, I'm open to it. I'm open to whatever they can well, possibly think of to try to, to make this work. But, listen, they're – You've got to also consider that Russell Wilson has been hit a ton, I think 18 times against the Titans. So Nathaniel Hackett said, we wanted a max protect. We wanted to keep guys in there and give him a chance to get some quick completions. It worked on a couple of drives. It did not work on every drive. And so he, yeah. Phil, he took some big hits. He, he said that after the game he was fine physically, but I would imagine that uh, he, he woke up this morning feeling very sore. These are some big guys hitting him. Eric. There was one, and I don't remember if it was the first the quarter oh my God. or the fourth quarter, but he didn't fumble on this play, but he got hit from behind, and he got rocked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he is feeling sore today. So, And he was already a little banged up, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so. and listen, for, you know, he hasn't had the season that he would want, I'm sure. But if you don't have Russell Wilson on the field, this thing goes from bad yeah. to much, much worse. I think that what you said there is like, look, at this point, you just need to start saying, forget about the record, forget about where your standings are. Let's just try to beat the Raiders. That sort of has yeah. to be the message in the locker room. And I think for this Broncos team, that could do some good. Like, hey, let's not worry about the pressure and the expectations that were on this team coming into the season. I think those are out the window at this point here. And let's just sort of see what we, we can do, start building some momentum Heading into uh, heading into uh, the off season, Ben Swanson what? did not fact check, but they were not. The Eagles were nine and eight last year, and they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Yeah, so and they went course, six what is and their two record this year. Like a fourteen and zero. I think yeah, I think so, something like that. I think the Dolphins team might be a little bit nervous at this point. Of the Seahawks? Not of the Seahawks. Oh, no, I know of the Eagles. They, 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 I think it was the Seahawks. They were nervous about it at the beginning of the year, but the Seahawks did lose this week. To Tom Brady. Tom. Heard that before. Tom. 
Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, See, that was... Yeah. Uh, Ripton it's says... Christmas um, ale. Uh, if I'm just being real here, speaking of that, are you two personalities... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Are you two personally <laughs> on Be Real, the social platform? Should people be following us on Be Real, Eric? I don't have that, of course. I do not have it. Our good friend George Stoya has it, though. Yes. He, he would probably be an interesting follower. Probably. I don't have Be Real. Though. I don't know what the uh, guidelines are on Be Real in terms of... Explicit content. <laughs> yeah. Soya, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, not no, on Be Real. Yeah. Uh, then Ripken says, why do we need momentum heading into the offseason? What a dumb comment. That kind of hurts my feelings. I was trying to be nice there. I'm trying to be nice. I think that you want momentum like we're talking about with the Eagles. If you can feel like you've got this thing clicking, but it, it just so happens that your record doesn't get you into the playoffs – you would feel okay about things moving moving forward if all of a sudden it switched. But yeah, I mean, this defensive staff is clearly very good. Yeah. Their defense is a, I'll say a championship caliber defense. It's the number one scoring defense this, in the NFL. You could win, a, you can win a defense with us. Or you could, yeah, you could win, a, win defense. a defense. You could also win a Super Bowl with this defense. If you uh, stop the other team from scoring and yep. you're the best at that in the NFL, yep. that's good. I texted uh, one of our good friends, Nick Kosmider, yeah, during the middle of the game. Athletic. It was 10 nothing Broncos, and I said, here's some good analysis. If the Titans don't score, the Broncos will win. That is true. It was true, and it, it didn't that work. Did not happen. It did not work. Yeah. Um, that one uh, before halftime kind of stung a little. Yes. Talking about momentum. If you go into the locker room at 10-0, I think you're feeling a little better. Than the Broncos have now blown two 10-point leads yeah. this season. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. And so, you know, we talk about getting off to a fast start, but you've got to be able to sustain it. I, I do think that the idea of momentum, and it's not just about, like, every season is a new season. I think it's less about momentum and more about proving that this works. You know, hey, you've got a good defense. If you can prove that this system, this pairing, you know, this offense, that it works and that you're able to score, that's what's necessary, necessary to me. So if you can string some games together and, yeah. and prove that, you know, it, it's because quite frankly, it's not college. It's, it's a different team next year. You're gonna have a lot of different guys, free agents, draft picks. I mean, ultimately, the success of this team uh, at this current moment is gonna be: Does Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson work together? I mean, that and they got to figure that out. Is this something that can work together? Broncos, of course, gave a huge contract to Russell Wilson before the season. They obviously like what he brings to the table. So they've got to figure this thing out with uh, with Coach Hackett here. And not just does it work, but how how does it yeah. work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's, is, it is, going? is it going back to more of what Russell did? Is it going fully toward what Green Bay did? Is it, you know... We heard from Hackett this week, or last week, he said, hey, there were times this season where Russ wanted plays called that I didn't want. Yeah. And, and they ended up trying them, and they, some of it was working. I mean, so, the one the one play that was a touchdown for the Broncos was an audible that Russ called at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, they. to me it's more how do you make this work? Because, you know, it's. I don't want to give up on this pairing after no, nine games, no I, matter how poorly it's gone. But, you know, Sirianni found a way to make it work in Philadelphia. He ultimately gave up play calling and went that direction. But you've seen teams – you know, find success. Robert Sala, of course, in New York. They did not. Have, they went four and thirteen last year. 
difficult. But yeah. he set a tone. They figured out what works, what what's their identity, and they're better this year, much better yeah. this year. They're they're poised to make the playoffs. The Broncos have to find a way to do that. And if you do that, Phil, you're probably actually going to end up winning some football games here that that yep. give you some momentum that put you at least in the. I mean, I know that we're not much for moral victories, but even if the Broncos could find a way to go nine and eight, I think there's something to be said for a winning season. That, at that at this point, uh, Eric, it does seem like that that is going to be difficult to accomplish, just with the way that the schedule is shaping up here. Uh, to get to nine and eight, that would be a, a, a tremendous turnaround here for this Broncos team. Yeah, you would have to uh, you'd have to beat the Raiders and Panthers the next two weeks. You would have to either have beat to, the you'd have to split with the Chiefs. Or beat, or, or beat the Ravens on the road. Yeah. And then you'd also have to take care of business on the road against the Rams. You'd have to beat a Cardinals team at home that's, you know, supposed to get Hollywood Brown back and be a little healthier. And then you'd have to beat a Chargers team that, Phil, the Chargers are probably going to come in the last game of the year and have a playoff berth on the line. And the Chargers have also been in a disappointing situation here. Just yeah, but you know, they're, they what, 5-4? and four? But they're right in the mix. They're in the mix. They're in the mix. But it's not been what they had anticipated. No. Really, we spent the whole offseason talking about this AFC West. It and has not been what we no. anticipated. Last year's AFC West was better. Yeah. Three teams almost made the playoffs. I mean, the Broncos, Phil, were 7-6 and six last year. Yeah. How do they get to that point now? How do Four they get to that? Four wins in a row. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, We've got some uh, questions. We should mention that we are live at Breckenridge Brewery's Farm Home. That's right. In Littleton, uh, off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. We'll be uh, live here for the, about the next 15 minutes. We're here every Monday from 5.30 until about 6.15, Eric. That's right. If you can't make it out, we're also live on the Broncos YouTube page. While you're here, go ahead and subscribe. Smash it. We Yeah, just smash it. Okay? Do, 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 do. Uh, here's one uh, from someone who uh, we haven't seen on here uh, before, I don't believe. Joltian, 1989. Okay. Joltian. Have you all noticed that whenever we start to get some semblance of an offensive drive, we always get a penalty, whether it's holding or offsides? How do we overcome the penalties? If you start to get things going and then boom, something halts it there. Well, how, how do you get it? How do you get rid of these? I mean, again, I think the good teams in this league have the ability to get chunk plays, so that when they do get in these third and longs or second and longs, they're able to overcome it. You think of. No, the, the Chiefs, you're in a third and 15 against them, and, and you don't necessarily always have faith you can stop them. So you need a good quarterback play. You need your skill players. You need a dependable skill player to make a play. So the Broncos the Broncos had that, that throw down the sideline to Cortland Sutton early in the game. That's a tough catch, Phil. That it is, is tough. It is a tough catch. It's along the sideline. You're making it over a defender. But you just need your, your number one receiver to make those plays, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And so, you know, one is you have to be able to overcome some penalties. A penalty cannot just mean the end of your drive. Yeah. And then the other thing is, Phil, is you have to take advantage of the drives when you don't have penalties. Because you look at, you know, sometimes a, a, the Chiefs or the Bills or whatever, they'll have a, a holding penalty. It throws you off schedule. You've got a punt. But then the next drive, they drive down the field and score a touchdown. And so yeah. it's more about the frequency with which this is happening, not necessarily about the, you know, Here's a penalty here or there. That's fine. You can overcome that. You can overcome four to five punts a game. When you're punting ten times or you're not able yeah. to, you know, have any sort of semblance of a sustained drive, that's where you run into problems. And so, again, it's about consistency. You, you cannot 
consistently struggle the way the Broncos have. And when guys are coming in and out due to injuries, you're not always all on the same page. Luke Wattenberg comes in. seemed like Dalton Reisner was like, hey, like trying to communicate with him. There were some timing yeah. issues. There were sacks Things there where just, yeah. Dalton turns to Luke, and he's you know he's very expressive, obviously frustrated. But, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett said it. It's not like Luke Wattenberg got a lot of work with the ones this week because yeah. Luke uh, Lloyd Cushenberry goes out in, against Jacksonville. You've got to spend this week making sure Graham Glasgow is ready to go. Yeah. And yeah. so not, it's not Luke so. Wattenberg's fault that he comes in and – you know, isn't yeah. isn't able to uh, execute perfectly. It's his first action as a rookie. I mean, but those things kind of lead to penalties. Of course. You know, and then obviously when you're under attack like that, it's natural to want to hold. It just it just the Titans in the second half dared the Broncos to be able to stop their rush. Their rush. And Russell Wilson was running for his life out there for even on that last drive, Phil. I mean. He's scrambling for a first down, but he's got three guys chasing him and is having to escape the pocket. I mean, it's just they asked a lot of – and Russell did not play a great game, a perfect game by any means, but they asked a lot of Russell, especially in the yeah. second half, to try to make something happen. And they probably looked at what the Chiefs did a little bit the week before. Of course, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 68 times. Not great. Not great from yesterday. The Chiefs won. That kind of le- – yeah, that's true. Uh, this leads into our next comment here from Woofy2619. Derek, Derek Wolf. Wolf, thanks for joining us on the program here. Somehow uh, able to join us here and also uh, be on the fan. Nice of him. That's impressive. Uh, establish the run, run, run. We need the team running consistently over 100 yards a game to open things up. Yeah, I think 60-something yards for the Broncos yesterday. Obviously not good enough. I believe they only ran the ball 25 times. Ben Swanson, I'll need a fact check there if you're willing this time. You can't hear us. That's sad. Yeah, you should. You got to yell, man. Got to yell. They did not run the ball all that much yesterday. They did not run the ball. They've really struggled to get the the running game going to the point where uh, the opposing team's like, we got to change what our schematics are here to stop this. Well, you know, they don't have their – Starting they don't running have back. Devontae Williams, yeah. They That's don't, another offensive weapon who's out. They don't have um, many of their top linemen that they expect, you know, that are probably their ideal run blockers. Um, but it, it does seem like at this point the Broncos have gone away from the run game. And yesterday just said, hey, if we're going to win, it's going to be from throwing the football. But they would be ser- well served, I think, to get back to running the football. And, and they've got to find some success. There, there were some plays where it worked, Phil, but – Consistently, they've not been able to do that this year, which is kind of a surprise because they actually ran the ball okay last year. Yeah, and that is one way to combat an all-out. Of course, you know, some screen passes. They tried some screen passes. They got broken up. Did not work out. Here's uh, some comments here from C. Thomas, superstar sports reporters. Thank you. Uh, Multiple new coaches and unforeseen injuries. This team has a resilience that's very impressive. Happy for their efforts and potential. Victory is on the other side of this hardship. Feels like maybe there was a little bit of uh, tongue-in-cheek there. Because uh, he continues, he goes, question, how often do these superstar reporters practice saying brewery? It's brewery wow. lane. Yeah. Breckenridge Brewery. So that person just came, they pretended to be nice, but they were just being mean? Well, Metambali says it's amazing they can say brewery in just one syllable. 
And then Metambali says, uh, hey now, the boys Eric and Phil are superstars. Thank you, Metambali. Thank you. Yeah, back off. See Thomas, he goes, they rock. Every year is a concert with these sports reporters. See Thomas at that? See Thomas, what do you think? Is that one of your pals? C. I don't Thomas? think so. They wouldn't be that nice if that, they were one well, of my pals. I think they were kind of being a little bit sarcastic. Oh. I'm not sure if I, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Back, though, uh, a regular listener there, so. Uh, yeah, Devin kind of uh, agrees here. I think there's a lack of commitment to running the ball. I thought Murray looked pretty decent, uh, then just disappeared in the second half. Also counted two almost fumbles from Gordon. Yep. That is true. Maybe you start to get a little spooked there. I, you know, I, I also think it's easy to say, let's say, committed to the run. But if you go, you know, three runs or two runs and you get a three and out or you don't pick up first downs, I think you start feeling – I think these guys feel pressure as the game goes on. Hey, we're not scoring enough. we got to find a way to you – know, our defense is playing great. We have to find a way to score. And so you're more um, likely – to say suppressing let's well but let's call a pass play here and see if we can get 15 to 20 yards instead of saying let's run the ball for two or three yards because yeah. when you're doing that you're you know there is a chance you're going to have to punt the ball and I, I think the further you go in the game you're like gosh even when you're winning we got to find a way to get more points here yeah i mean uh, it is sort of amazing they're just averaging like a little bit more than 14 points a game you know, I, yeah. I mean that is just amazing. I mean it's amazing. I just don't understand this. Uh, that's the that's the uh, adjective you're gonna go with. It's amazing. They're they're trying to. Uh, it's it amazes me. Got it. So there I mean go. that is accurate. See, Thomas goes wasn't being sarcastic. I love these guys. Metambali says in addition to uh, subscribing, also hit the thumbs up. I do appreciate that. Uh, Ripkin, Cal. Uh, says y'all said don't fault Russ. Then who or what do you fault? The coaches. Uh, people said preseason that a new coach and QB would solve our issues. What do we need now? If you think Russ and Hackett are still the choices, and I guess that is one thing that we were talking about in the office, Eric. Uh-huh. I said if you think about this from a five thousand foot level. Are you saying this or people are saying this? I'm saying this. Okay. If you look at it from. Do you say 10,000? 10,000 feet, I think, is the same. However high you want to go up. I want to go up to 10,000 feet. Okay. Which isn't too far from here. No. We're already a mile Halfway. Yeah, we're already halfway. So go up to 10,000 feet. You look at this thing. The Broncos this offseason said, look, the defense has been good around here for years. It hasn't led to winning. In today's NFL, you got to be able to score points. So in order to do that, they moved on from Vic Fangio, brought in an offensive-minded head coach, and Nathaniel Hackett, and they said, okay, that was step one. Step two, we need a quarterback. They made the big trade for Russell Wilson. You would think that, okay, those two big changes, that would lead to a better offense, and yet this looks a lot like the Broncos team that we've seen the past several years. Yeah, I mean, from a scoring standpoint, it's worse. It is worse. Facts. Facts. I I think the hope is, and, you know, what needs to happen, they've just got to find some sort of – common ground or you know Nathaniel Hackett has said I'm still f- figuring out you know the best way to, to make things work with Russ they've got to figure that out um, and, and there's got to be hope that one you can show some progress with the weapons you have left and then you know hopefully you get some of these guys back where the 
you know, I almost wonder if like the idea of what this offense should be just isn't possible at the moment with the talent that's available. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good point. With I mean, I injuries. Tim Patrick was going to be a huge part of this offense. Yeah, and listen, everyone has injuries, and you have to realize that you can't build your offense around one guy. But there is something to be said that if you're going to a game plan with K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton as the main you know, targets or the main guys that are going to help make this thing work, and then in the span of four days you lose two of them, it's obviously going to make things difficult. So schematically you've got to find something that works, and then you've got to hope that you get some of these guys back, whether it's this season or next season, and are able to then kind of combine the talent with the scheme and hope that that leads to uh, to better execution. Yeah, I, I do think that on the offensive side of the ball right now, there is a lack of just uh, of starters in the NFL, I guess, you know, even just along the offensive line. You think about Garrett Bowles isn't playing here. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry isn't playing. I mean, uh, Javante Williams isn't playing. Yeah. You thought that Javante Williams was going to be this huge player this year. Tim Patrick goes out. I mean. I, I think you think from a standpoint of if you're a defense, who are you? Who, who are, are you afraid you, of? Yeah, who are you, who's keeping you up at night that you're like, we got to find a way to stop this guy? And I think it's still – Hey, you know, Russ is the only guy that can truly beat us just because we've seen him do that. And so they're like, what can we do to throw Russ off his game? And there hasn't been a running game to help, you know, supplement that. The skill position talent, you know, Cortland Sutton, I think, is doing his best, but is getting a lot of attention from defenses. There, there hasn't been that guy that, or enough guys. Because if you don't have that one star, You've got to have several different options so the defense can't just hone in on one guy. And unfortunately, right now, the Broncos are reliant on Kendall Hinton to make a play or Jalen Virgil to make a play. And that's no disrespect to either of those guys who are obviously working really hard and trying to make something happen for this team. They're still figuring out their way in the NFL. But, it, yeah, and it's also – it's just not – you know, it's not the challenge that the Broncos have this week in terms of how do you stop Devontae Adams. Yeah, exactly. Or how do exactly. you stop Derrick Henry. The Broncos – I don't know. At least right now, it doesn't seem like they have that same skill position player that is feared. Yeah. I will say, it seems like some of these guys are coming along. Jalen Virgil showed that flash yesterday. Uh, what was a little confusing was, with the lack of, uh, of these playmakers just due to injury, I would have thought Greg Dulcich would have been a little bit more involved. He just had the one catch for 11 yards yesterday. So Yeah, I mean, four targets. Yeah, four targets. So I, mean, I, want, I like I, I like targets want, that go to catches. catches. I know you like that. They're trying to you do know, that. I think I like the targets that go to catches. There you go. Okay, and then uh, you know Mark Horning, our a uh, frequent uh, commenter here, says uh, they could be the first team since the 1946 Steelers to finish a season with the least points scored and the least points allowed. Fewest, so, yeah. Mark also doing Ben Swanson's job. How do you feel about someone's got to do it? How do you feel about that? It's okay, Mark. I appreciate it. Good stat. I get that. Uh, we appreciate all of our commenters, you know, Eric. Uh, would you rather do, Would you rather the defense fall to number two in points allowed just so you don't have to have that stat? No, I like that stat. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, you want to go down as like this. Yeah. If you're going down, you might as well be like excellent or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about it. Got um, it. Eric, we appreciate all of our commenters. I do think that there's a sense of uh, – apathy with the with the fan base a little bit right now uh, certainly can't blame them for that right so i think if you if uh, the broncos can get a win this week they go to carolina 
maybe the, the tone will just change a little bit. It's a week-to-week lead league. You feel a little down right now, but to see, you know, with Russ, I think there's enough leadership there where the guys will stick together. You, you heard nothing but positive uh, words from a lot of the defensive players. I think it's natural for the defensive side to start to, to blame the other side. We haven't heard that publicly, at least, Eric. So I do think that see if they keep working and they get this thing changed or turned around. Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to start with one, but yeah. uh, hard to think beyond just next year until you, you know, if you string three wins together here or something and you get back to six and six, then we can talk about, okay, is there actually a chance you can make something happen this year? Until then, for yeah. me, it's all about, can you just show signs that this is going to get better? Correct. I would not think about the playoffs. I would just say, let's just see what happens with the Raiders here. Maybe we find ways to get Jalen Virgil more involved. Uh, you know, he seems like that's a, a dynamic playmaker. Let's see if the, uh, Greg Dulcich can become a guy. Things like that is what I'm more focused on now is, hey, what, what does this talent look like moving forward here? What does this offense look like? You know, and, and let's see if they could just start building something essentially from scratch. Yeah. So we'll, uh, of course, be back on Thursday, Eric, yep. with our preview of the Raiders game. This is an interesting game. Uh, Josh McDaniels coming back to Denver. Uh, that's going to be a little bit interesting. The Raiders, uh, of course, in a disappointing uh, position as well as the Broncos. So we'll see what happens uh, this week. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of the Neutral Zone. Uh, would like to shout out uh, Ben Swanson. Of course. Ma- making sure that this thing uh, happens. Jill Kirsten. Yep. Also here making sure that this happens. Uh, so a lot of people behind the scenes. Eric. So it's many. Not like we we just, can't name them all, but it is those not were two. like we uh, came and uh, set this up and got all this ready. I mean, there's a lot no. of people who are making this. A happen. lot of people. Especially uh, with our face on the background. It's beautiful. You, know, it's, uh, yeah, you think we're setting up this backdrop? What would that look like if you and I came in here, can't imagine. set up a backdrop with our own face on it? That would be kind of sad, wouldn't it? It would be ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, we would like to shout out everybody behind the scenes. So that is going to do it for us. For Eric Law, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The Neutral Zone.